helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Show. Today's show is titled, Five Strategies to Overcome Shame. In last week's show, The Shame of Cain, we used the biblical narrative in Genesis 4. It's the story about Cain and Abel. And we used that text to discuss the subject of shame. We argued that shame was the driving force behind Cain's murder of his brother Abel. In that show, we used a number of sources. We used biblical texts, quotes from biblical commentaries, and findings from psychological research to explore the subject of of shame. And we covered a number of different headings, such as the root cause of shame, the difference between shame and guilt, the impact of shame on mental health, and shame's impact on emotional intelligence. If you missed last week's show, I encourage you to listen to it because it's a good it's a good lead up to what we're going to be talking about today, the five strategies to overcome shame. You can access that show on our YouTube channel by doing a search for Elim Counseling Services or by going going to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Shame has been described as a pesky emotion that is hard to get rid of. Society has all kinds of remedies for the emotion of guilt. A person dealing with guilt can confess their wrongdoings to God, they can make an apology, or they can perform some remedial action as a way of overcoming guilt. However, when it comes to shame, things are a lot more complex. Often, the roots of shame does not have the, the roots of shame do not have anything to do with the current incident, but goes all the way back to events that occurred in a person's childhood. In last week's show, we discussed how. Cain was the golden child of his parents and how that played a role in his, the later murder of his brother. And we, we quoted from the Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown Bible commentary that tells us that the name Cain means possession, valued above everything else, whereas Abel could mean weakness, vanity, or grief. We also quoted from the Carson's Bible commentary that argues that Eve saw Cain as the promised seed that God said in Genesis 3.15 would bruise the head of the serpent. In other words, Cain was seen as the special son, the gift from the Lord, whereas Abel was simply the other son, the one who is associated with with grief and guilt. And so we want to keep that background in mind as we go into discussing this subject of five strategies to overcome shame. Setting up a child as the golden child is making the child feel that they have some intrinsic quality that makes them special 
apart from their effort can set up a child for failure in that children who feel this way often, if they are faced with failure, feel that there is nothing that they can do to correct. Uh, the the act correct the failure and to become successful they simply give up and last week's show in last week's show we pointed to research that talks about how certain kind of praises can be detrimental to a child so I'm saying that to to further uh, talk about the 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 shame that may have been created by the dynamic in Cain's family where where Cain might have developed what psychologists calls shame proneness. They have tests, psychologists have tests that they can do to identify if someone has a propensity to feel shame, and they call those that propensity a shame proneness. These individuals are predisposed to be triggered to experience shame. Cain had shame proneness as can be seen from his anger towards Abel. Anger has been said to be a cover for shame. People who feel shame turn to anger as a way of deflecting from the overwhelming feeling of shame, this feeling that they find unbearable. So anger is a way of escaping or diffusing that feeling of shame. The, the person who resorts to domestic violence or other forms of violence may not have an anger issue, but a shame issue. For example, for example, little boys who grow up seeing their mothers physically assaulted by their fathers feel powerless and incapable because they couldn't do anything to protect their mother. This leads to shame proneness. Many of these young boys grow up to become angry young men. A simple argument in adulthood could trigger these feelings of powerlessness and may result in them physically assaulting their wives later on. In today's show, we will be uncovering these five principles for overcoming shame, for overcoming shame proneness. Recent studies have also examined the role that shame plays in a number in a wide range of mental public health issues including self-esteem, self-concept, depression, addiction, eating disorder, bullying, suicide, family violence and sexual assault. And this is uh, from Brené Brown who studies shame extensively and have written many books on the subject of shame. So when we are talking about shame, we are talking about something that touches a whole host of other mental health issues. So it's very important for us to have strategies for overcoming shame. So the first point, the first of the five strategies for overcoming shame is to identify the root cause of the shame. Professor Thomas Sheff, who wrote in the Journal of Cultural Sociology, says that shame is the most obstructed 
and hidden emotion and therefore the most destructive. And so if you're going to overcome shame, you have to do some investigation to uncover what the shame is really about. Shame didn't appear out of nowhere. It is a form of conditioning that inhabits your mind, your heart, your body, and your soul. Maybe you were someone who were made to feel ashamed of yourself when you were young, ashamed of who you are, your level of intelligence, your body. There is something that happened in your childhood, in the formative years of your life that may have conditioned you to shame proneness. Where did you learn that you shouldn't fail, that failure was not a part of life? Every successful person have failed multiple times and they learn from their failure and they continue on to great success. But people who have experienced shame, who have developed shame proneness, see failure as being defining. It defines who they are. And it's not that they have failed at something. It's that they are a failure. Where did you learn that you were ugly? People who have this self-concept of seeing themselves in negative ways, that self-concept comes from somewhere. It has nothing to do with how they look. It has something to do with what has been planted in their minds by others who had some form of authority over them, maybe a parent, maybe a caregiver, or maybe it's someone in school that you looked up to that told you that there was something wrong with your body, with your appearance. Where did you learn that others are better than you? Where did you learn that you are worthless? Where did you learn that you are shameful? Where did you learn that you are not lovable? It's important to go back to the root cause and to look at where this feeling comes from. In Cain's situation, it was the opposite. As the golden child, he learned that things in life should come easily, that he shouldn't have to deal with adversity, that he was gifted and that everything would, would, would be easy because of who he is. So when Cain is faced with the rejection of his sacrifice in Genesis chapter 4, he couldn't deal with it because that resulted in him feeling that his self-image of being superior has been shattered. On the other hand, we see God pleading to him in the narrative saying, Cain, if you do what is right, your, your sacrifice will be accepted. But instead, Cain was so broken by this failure that he could not muster the courage to try again. He was defeated. His soul was crushed by the fact that his first effort was not successful. So if you're going to overcome shame, it's important for you to do some self-searching to see where and what has conditioned you, where it came from and what has conditioned you to feel that you are 
shameful that there is something wrong with you. The second point in overcoming shame is that you should become aware of where in your body do you carry the shame because we carry shame in our physical body. In the story of Cain and Abel in Genesis chapter 4, we see that Cain was carrying the shame in his face. God said to him, why is your countenance downcast? Why are you looking so depressed in your in your face? Cain was carrying his shame in his face. But shame can be carried in other places of the body. Shame can be carried as a slumping posture, a posture that say, I am ashamed of my body. Shame can be carried as grinding teeth at night where you have this tension because of how you feel about yourself that you can't be at peace even in your sleep. Shame can be carried as stomach issues. Shame can be carried as obesity, which in some cases, not in all, but in some cases can be a way of hiding a person's true self because they are really ashamed of who they are. So where in your body, where in your body are you carrying your shame? But we can see that shame can also be the opposite. Shame can also result in overcompensation. So shame can parade around as arrogance and prideful look. So people who have this shame, who they are wounded at the core of their being because of this shame proneness that they're carrying, they may overcompensate by walking around with this look that they're proud, that they're better than everyone else, and they're arrogant. But at the root cause of this is a very fragile self-esteem that is prone to shame. Michael will be right back. You have been listening to the Life Transformation Show, where award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services has been speaking on the topic, Five Strategies to Overcome Shame. The biblical text is found in Genesis 4, verses 4 to 8. You can find out more about our not-for-profit organization by going to elimcounselingministry.com or by calling 1-877-544-3546, where you can also make a donation to this Christ-centered ministry. Back to Michael. We are often treating the symptom of, of shame instead of trying to treat the source. We need to go to the source. And for the first point is looking at where shame originated, where it came from. But the second point of where you're carrying it in your body is important because knowing where you're carrying it in your body is showing you the effect that it is having on you. And the, the, the secret of knowing that can be very powerful because it will give you 
insight into what's really going on. So when God came to Cain and said, Cain, why is your face looking like that? This was God's attempt to get his attention and to cause him to self-reflect as to what was really going on in his emotion. Knowing what's going on in your body is a way of getting in touch with what's going on in your emotion. And God tried to get get Cain to examine his body, examine what was going on, but Cain paid no attention to God pleading and the situation with his brother spiraled down to the point where he murdered his brother. The third point about shame is that you should talk about your shame. It's not just enough to know the the root cause, to identify the root cause of the shame. It's not enough to just know where in your body you're carrying the shame, but it's also important to talk about your shame. God attempted to have a conversation with Cain about his shame. God came came to Cain and started a dialogue. In essence, God tried to separate his actions from from who he is as a person by saying, Cain, it's not about you. It's not about your self-worth. It's not about you not being lovable. It's not about me preferring Abel over you. If you do what is right. Your sacrifice can be accepted too. So God was trying to tell Cain that his failure does not have to define him. God was starting a dialogue. Dr. Brené Brown explains in her book, Daring Greatly, and quote, if we cultivate enough awareness about shame to name it and speak to it, we have basically cut it off at the knees, unquote. So Dr. Bernie Brown is actually saying there that shame, a big step in overcoming shame is to take it out of the closet, to take it out of its hiding place, to shine light on it so that you will have the power to break the curse that it has it has over your your life you are not defined by your failed business you are not defined by your failed marriage you are not defined by the courses that you didn't complete you are not defined by the evil that others have done to you. You are not dirty because of the sexual abuse that have been perpetrated against you. No, you are not less than because others have verbally abused you. And so we need to talk about those in issues, those instances that have made us come away feeling negatively about ourselves. Find someone that you can confide in, that you can begin to talk about these issues in your life that originated in shame. Break the silence. Keeping silence about shame is perpetuating the shame. And so it, it's also important as we break the to break this cycle that you find others that you know will have empathy on you and people who are not going to, to judge you, people who will accept you for who you are 
even when you tell them the worst feelings that you have about yourself. And so if you can't find anyone in your circles that you can do this with, you can do this through a trained counselor. You can find a, 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 psycholog a psychologist or a psychotherapist like myself to talk about your shame. Bring it out in the open and talk about it. The, the fourth point about uh, how to overcome shame is to identify the triggers. Identify the triggers. In the story of Cain and Abel, we can see very clearly what Cain's trigger was. Cain's trigger was seeing his brother successful. Cain's trigger was seeing his brother seeming to get ahead in life ahead of him. His brother's success was too much for him to bear. And so Cain became so angry as a result of that, that it resulted in him being violent and killing his brother. And as we said last week, there is a link between shame and Violence, And we have also said that earlier on in this show when we, we talk about anger being a cover for shame. So think about what your trigger is. Your trigger for shame may be hearing of someone else's success. Sometimes you might find yourself not being able to be genuinely happy if a friend gets a promotion or not being genuinely happy if you hear that someone has fallen in love and they're in a good relationship. Your trigger may be being criticized. Maybe you are this person that any form of criticism sends you reeling for days and you just cannot cope if you're criticized. That's a trigger. Maybe your trigger is not being not being praised. If someone else gets praise for something that they have done and you do not receive the praise, it triggers you to feel deep shame about yourself. Or maybe your trigger is not succeeding at something. This could have been said to be a Cain trigger as well, not succeeding at the sacrifice that he tried to offer to God. And your trigger could also be not finishing first. Like people sometimes, if they're not first in, in, in a competition that they're doing, they feel great shame. It's not just, they're not just satisfied with saying, I did my best and I achieved something. It's I have to get that first position. Or maybe your shame is losing at a board game. Some people become very hurt if they lose a board game. That loss at the game that they're playing to them is saying something about their self-worth. And maybe your trigger is being faced with disappointment. Maybe any kind of disappointment triggers for you this feeling, this great feeling, this, these intense emotions. That could be a result of the shame you're carrying. So why is it important to identify the triggers? It's important to identify the triggers because once you identify the triggers, then what you can start doing is looking at the reason why you're responding like that 
to not finishing first, the reason why you become so upset over losing a board game. What does it mean that I did not win that board game? And what you should say to yourself if, in order to start looking at it more objectively is that this is not about the board game. This is about something deeper. And so when you have these conversations with yourself, you can begin to help to heal the deeper wound that, that's there. If you think that it's just about the board game and you keep being upset every time you lose a board game, you're going to be stuck in that cycle of shame. But if you can self-talk and say, Michael, what's going on? which you know why you're this upset about a simple game. It's not about the game. What is this about? This is about me feeling that others are better than me. This is about me feeling that I am a failure. So where did these feelings of failure come from? This is again looking at the root. So you see how you can use this trigger to go back to some of those other points that I have talked about earlier. These are very important steps. And then the next strategy for overcoming shame is to identify how your shame is limiting your life. This is a powerful tool in doing damage assessment. This damage assessment is crucial because it can be a great motivator to overcome shame. As we said earlier on, Thomas Sheff talks about shame being this obstructed and hidden emotion. Oftentimes we do not go deep into looking about, looking into what's really going on in our lives. So how is shame impacting your life in a negative way? In Cain's case, his shame prevented him from taking the step of offering another sacrifice. He just simply gave up. And as a result, he did not get the blessings that he could get from God. We are told that Abel gave the best of his flock, maybe because for him things did not come easy in his family. He knew that he had to try hard. Whereas Cain, on the other, one, on the other end, the golden child, he arrogantly sacrificed the the. the, the crop that was nearest at hand. He just grabbed whatever he could find and gave it to God. The Bible said nothing that he searched for the best of his crop, whereas we are told in the narrative in Genesis chapter 4, verse 4 to 8, that Abel brought the firstborn of his flock. This required careful study, careful selection, and careful sacrifice. So Abel had to go through his flock and look at where is the firstborn of my flock. And by giving the firstborn, he's given the, the best of his flock, the, 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 the part of his flock that could most reproduce and lead to increased value in his business. He is given the best. So this required sacrifice. This required effort. Cain, on the other hand, did no such thing because he just simply offered whatever he could find. So I encourage you today to see how your shame is limiting you from giving your best, how your shame is limiting you from achieving the things that you really want to achieve. And once you do this damage 
assessment. You can use this as motivation to say, I have to deal with this shame. And dealing with this shame might mean that you will need to get professional help to overcome and stop having it having this devastating effect on your life. So we have quickly come to the end of today's show and I want to thank you so much for being with us on this episode of the Life Transformation Show. I want to remind you that Elam is a not-for-profit organization so if you have not donated to this ministry as yet I encourage you to consider giving a donation to this Christ-centered ministry. Your donation helps us to stay on the air and to continue to provide counseling for those in need and who cannot afford it. We also want to remind you that we are not just a radio show. We are a professional counseling organization that provides professional counseling from a Christian perspective. So I want to thank you for being with us in this show. If you missed the first part of it, you can go to our YouTube channel. Just search Elam Counseling Services on YouTube and you will find this show. There are also over 200 other shows with topics such as similar to this and, and a wide variety of other topics that you can you can use to help you on your healing journey. And you can also donate through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Counseling. So until next time, I want to thank you for being with us on this episode of the Life Transformation Show and pray that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. Mm-hmm.